My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, fashion, art, and culture. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed creating it. All right, let's get to today's episode. Today we have a very special episode. This guest was actually requested by one of our awesome listeners. He probably didn't know that. (laughs) But um, allow me to introduce you to illustrator and creative Michael James. Michael currently works at Network, which for those who don't know is an app that curates, creates, and sells various items pertaining to streetwear and popular culture. And I guarantee Michael is probably going to give you guys a... A, a more elaborate answer or elaborate explanation to what network is um but in, in today's episode we're going to break down you know his story his role at network and you know his, his source of inspiration when he creates so uh let's get into it man michael or do you go by michael or mike or is there a nickname or something like uh, that? no like, michael michael's fine michael yeah michael's cool yeah michael's cool Cool, cool. Yeah, some some michaels don't a lot of michaels don't like to go like by mike or nothing like yeah that. That makes cool. a lot i've sense. never been like never mike like my mom would call yeah. me mike but like other than that it's like nah. it's not okay <laughs> how are you doing today man how how are you feeling yeah i'm doing well doing good uh can't really complain just you know making it through another day absolutely absolutely and uh we had scheduled this podcast originally you were so busy yeah. and, and i'm glad i'm glad we had a chance to kind of reconnect and follow up with it i think it's even a better time because i'm a I'm a more seasoned vet in the podcast game too, man. So it's it's perfect timing. Yeah, Let's get into the first roll question. Out episode, so it's great. I've been banging them out, man. I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to get there. So, um, but let's get into the first this first question. Yeah. Uh, question I always start out with, which is, you know, what is your background? Where are you from? And and how is it like for you growing up as a kid? Yeah. So, like you said, my name's Michael. I'm I'm from New York. More specifically, I'm from the Bronx. I uh I grew up here been out here my whole life um yeah i mean i had a pretty pretty regular kind of childhood i guess like a a new york childhood if if you can picture it like a it was very the bronx is positioned in a interesting place because you're close to the city but you're also Mm -hmm. not too far away from kind of upper new york so like upstate new york so a lot of my time was spent like my family we would go up we didn't really do a lot of trips but we would take trips upstate so i would spend a lot of time upstate and like the catskills and in nature and all that but i would also get that city life um yeah i grew up in a, in a pretty like predominantly italian catholic neighborhood but i you know always played basketball so i had a very diverse group of friends i didn't really fall into the uh Definitely. the norm of, of where i grew up which which was a blessing because i it, it really shaped me to be who i am um yeah uh you know both my te- my uh, parents are teachers so that yeah. was that was a an interesting thing growing up, but they're great. I mean, they taught me so much, and yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, I think uh, my dad was a teacher. Nice. I think like when you when your parents are teachers, or when you have a, a grandma, or grandpa, a teacher, something like that, um, it it can be a, a huge benefit to your life, you know, in uh, in ways that you don't even really recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so you hooped a little bit, you played a little basketball. Yeah, I played my I played my whole life. I mean, from when I was a kid, all up until. Yeah until high school and then throughout college I didn't play at school but I would just play in like leagues around around my mm-hmm. um, around my hometown stuff but yeah in high school I was I was super short <laughs> I didn't get my growth spurt until 
a little later. I'm not, I mean, I'm not like super tall. I'm just like six foot, but like I was like <laughs> yeah, five yeah, two, yeah. no lie, like five two, five three until junior year. So I was just like this little <laughs> quick point guard. Um, and that's it. I was just, you know, dropping dimes. <laughs> I really wouldn't shoot that much. <laughs> I had to develop my shot like later in life. Um, yeah. Right. So that, no doubt, no doubt. I love, I love talking to hoopers or people who play basketball because yeah. uh, it's different. It's a different it's world nice. when when you play and you know it's just a, it's a different world. You just it's a different feeling. It's a different world. So, no doubt, no doubt. And I, we can we're gonna get into this too. Um, obviously, it's a, it's playing basketball and where you grew up obviously influences yeah. some of the th- some of the things you create. But you know, uh, one of the things I'm looking at right now, and I, I think I can see this behind you. What are those books behind you? Oh yeah, the viewer can't see it. I got, but, of, what is, what is, uh, I got a lot of I got a lot of mangas or mangas, however you want to say it. I'm, a, I'm yeah. big into anime, big into you know Japanese art and stuff like that. So I got a whole over here. It's a bunch of like One Punch Man. I got like Slam Dunk, obviously Dragon Ball Z. I got like Twentieth oh, Century Boys, one of my favorites, and then I have oh, a whole man. bunch over there too, like the whole Vagabond series, which is like my all time favorite manga. It's just like insane. So yeah. Damn, yeah, I love that, man. There's a, a manga playing yeah, hooper. Yeah, this is yeah. my kind of guy. I have people. a lot of influences, man. I have a lot of very, very eclectic. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I know the, the manga, um, the art is incredible. So I, I guarantee you're probably a huge fan of, I mean, I already know that you're a huge fan of those kind of things. Um, I have my collection literally to the left of me right now. Because I, I saw the Dragon Ball yeah. books and I was like, I got the, I think I got the same thing, yep. right? Yeah. Um. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, illustration and whatnot for you, sure. man. Um, you know, you talk about basketball a little bit. You talk about, you know, being in nature. And we kind of talked before the podcast started how you enjoy nature mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but let's talk a little bit about, you know, the art. How did you how did you get into, you know, illustrating and art and creating art? Would you consider yourself an illustrator? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of owning it more uh, recently. Uh, kind of shot away from it my whole life. Kind of was just like, ah, oh, yeah, it's just something I do. It's just a hobby, this, that, and the third. But, um, yeah, I mean... I've been illustrating, doodling, making art since I was a kid, like most kids. And uh, I kind of just never really lost the passion for it. I was always doing it um, even before I had turned it into my career because I wasn't always working in a in a creative field. Um, right. Because when I was growing up, it wasn't really as viable as a career as it is now. Like, you know, kids nowadays are so fortunate to to be in this in this world right now where you know, being a creative is not only super desirable, but it's actually very profitable. And like these big corporations, I'm not saying you have to go the corporate route, but if you do, like they see the value in that, which it wasn't like that when I was growing up and when I had like entered the job force and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I had always been illustrating, doodling. I was, you know, a terrible student just because of my, my, my creativity, like my need to kind of always be doodling or doing stuff. So my notebooks were always full of, you know, random, random drawings like you know anime and manga like that's how really i learned how to draw like obviously growing up dragon ball z was like the end all be all and i was like yo i need to know how to draw these like and i would just be looking on the computer or like looking at magazines and be like trying to draw their little like they're very very sharp like all the the anime a lot of the anime characters are so sharp so that's really how I, i started doing it um but it's also kind of in my family my dad is like an insane illustrator he never pursued it, but like, he's crazy. Like he's one of my biggest inspirations, actually wild. Um, And I was actually able to incorporate something that he had drawn for me into something that I did for franchise magazine, which was like one of my favorite things, but I'm getting off, getting off topic. No, that's incredible. No, we could talk about it for a second. What did you do for franchise magazine? Now I'm curious. Yeah. So 
back when um when the last dance was going on they mm-hmm. wanted to put out this kind of like tribute to to chicago and th- that bulls team um and i had been speaking to justin one of the the creators the founders of it i'd been speaking back and forth to him from when i was working at the nba because they had a pretty close relationship with the nba um and we had just been like mm-hmm. talking back and forth like hey like we need to catch up like grab a coffee or whatever um and yeah, he had reached out to me. He was like, "Hey, we're doing this this tribute for um, for the Bulls team. Would you would you like to do something?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course." I mean, I was like a huge fan of franchise, um, and I had been racking my brain like, "What can I make? What can I make?" And that was one of the first times I had actually done something that was an illustration instead of like usually when I would be hit up to do things, I would do design, just because right. that was kind of like my way in to get into like this creative field. Um, right. And I was like, you know what? I want to do an illustration. I want to try to do an illustration. I ended up doing two illustrations. One of them was in like my style, which we'll get into. And the other mm-hmm. one I had incorporated my dad at the time, back in the day had made like these illustrations of like Jordan as like an alien. And then like Benny the bull, oh, wow. um, just like right on the spot, like in his hand style. And I was like, yo, I, these, I love them. And they were like two of my favorite illustrations. It's like, if I can incorporate these into this, this piece, it would be like, I'm good. So I just like scanned them in, purposed them in, in Illustrator. Yeah. I didn't like retouch them or anything. I really just scanned them in, put it in there. And yeah, it came out super dope. So now I have that like forever. It's just really cool. That's crazy. Yeah. That's an awesome opportunity, man. Uh, how would you, like? you said a little bit about your style. How would you describe your style? Because right now there's someone who's listening who's like, who might be scrolling on Instagram right now, looking you up. Yeah. But like, how would you, you know, how would you describe what you create yeah it's, a, it's such a hard question right because it's like tough um tough i think honestly at this point i'm trying to just keep things like very simple like so i would say like simple but not easy um i remember i'm a huge fan of like charlie brown peanuts charles schultz he's like one of my biggest inspirations um yep and i remember always trying to draw charlie brown and it was so hard to do and i didn't understand why Cause it's such a simple illustration. It's, it's so simple. All of, all of his stuff is so simple. And I couldn't understand why can't I get this to look the way he made it look. Um, eventually like over time, like keep doing it. I can do a pretty good like rendition of it still can't touch the man, but yeah, I would say I, I try to go down to something that's simple, but not easy. So like you can look at it. It's very easily, you know, understandable for anybody. So a kid might be able to see it and, and be like, Hey, that's cool. Or like mm-hmm. an older person might be able to see it and be like, oh man, that reminds me of something from my childhood. Like that's kind of like where I like to stay. I, I love to kind of tap into that just because that's what brings me joy. Like when I see those kind of little illustrations, it's just like a break from from everything that goes on in the world, especially during these times. It's like just Definitely. a nice little moment to just be like, wow. And it's it, it took me a while to get there because I think one thing as like an illustrator, as an artist, I think that everyone goes through is like, there's so many different styles you can do and you might be good at so many different types of, let's just say illustrations. So you can do like this sketchy style. You could do this very like photorealistic style. And I had explored like all of them. And there are, there are ones that I can do. Like I've seen stuff that you do, which is like super dope, very big fan of the the sketches that you do. So that like sketch style I think is like very, very good. So I can also do stuff like that, but I always came back to like these little characters and like creating this little world and like taking things that might not necessarily be in that cartoonish style and making it that style. So yeah, I hope that I kind of answered. No, I think that's perfect. I think that is perfect because, um, 
one of my favorite things about your work and what you create is how easy it is to digest mm -hmm. it, right? Like when I when I look at it, I I get mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? And I think for you know that's that's my kind of favorite. Some of my favorite types of artists is where they make things simple. They make things easy to understand. Whether it's a story being told in in a in a graphic or you know whether it's just an image of a moment in time. Um, but I think there's something I want to touch on real quick before we move sure. on to the next question that I obviously that we have scheduled is uh, there might be an artist or someone who's listening to this as well who like you know is trying to figure out their style yeah. or even just a creative like. Um, there are a lot of people who have their own brand, who have their own just whatever creative journey uh, or in their own creative journey. How, how would you just how would you you know, what advice would you give? Yeah. I guess I could say um, to help them figure out how they like what avenue should they go? Like, should they be more photorealistic or they should they have this style or that style or this style? Yeah. Talk to um, me a little bit about that. I mean, I think for everyone, it's a little different. I can only really touch on like my experience. So like the only mm -hmm. advice I could really give is like you can't get so caught up in like, I know this is probably cliche, but like what everyone else is doing. Cause I mean, there's mm -hmm. artists that I see, you know, whether it's on IG or whether it's just like somewhere on the internet or in magazines or books. And I'm just like, damn, yo, I should be doing that style or I should be doing paintings or I should be doing sculptures or, and it's yeah. not to say that you can't do that. You know, you can do every style, but if it's, if it's something that you're trying to pursue in terms of like a career and something to get paid for, you have to have something that's recognizable and, to be honest, like my lady, like my girl, she always saw that. She'd be like, you do all these different styles, but like your characters, like your your doodles, like your cartoons, like that's that's where it's at. And it took yeah. me a long time because it's hard for us, you know, as creatives to look at what you're doing and be like, yo, this is it. This is it mm -hmm. because we're so close to it. But someone else might see it and be like, wow, how did you do that? Um, and it's interesting because when I was in design school, I took that same approach. Like I would just do things that, I wanted to kind of make and like things that I would like. And there would be other students who were making these like super intricate designs and super intricate illustrations and things. I was like, wow, like I'm not good <laughs> at all. These <laughs> but they would come up to me and be like, I don't know how you made this. It's so simple, but it's, 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 it just gives me this feeling. And I'm like, Hmm, mm -hmm. this is interesting. It's like a reoccurring thing that people will say. Um, so yeah, I would just say kind of like, look at all your influences, the things that, that you really are drawn to, you know, in your downtime, like what are the things in terms of whether it's artists, whether it's musicians, whether it's movies, like any of that, and just take all of it and kind of just like create your own world. And you just have to go with really just like what you're feeling. It's, it's, and it's hard, especially nowadays, just with like social media and, and all this, these other influences to get caught up in like chasing, chasing different styles to kind of, mm -hmm kind of do what you know will be easily re received and like people will like, it's, yeah. it's very easy to do as a formula to like mm -hmm. get viral or whatever. But I do think like staying true to yourself and kind of staying on course with what you truly believe in, in the long run will be better. Um, and it's just repetition, man. It really is. It really is. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think you said something really important there too, where uh, you kind of just have to know yourself, right? Like obviously you grew up, you played basketball, mm -hmm. You know, you, you're into manga and anime. Uh, you always like Charlie Brown. Yeah. Your dad was an influence. Like you, 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 you know, you know yourself yeah. in that way. You know what I mean? And so, if you're listening right now and you're like, uh, I don't really know, like, just take some time to, you know, figure out what you yeah. like. You could be, you know, you might be 16 years old and you don't know what you like, but like, figure out what you like. And obviously, like Michael was saying, like social media is a monster sometimes because it shows you what it shows you what uh, 
what could be if you do it this way, but got to stay true to yourself. And I think the other thing that I would say is like, you can also get caught up in this, like everything's been done kind of mindset, but that's not true because no matter what, like no one can really make what you make if you're doing it from a genuine so place, because it's your, so it's your outlook. Like, yeah, maybe you can redraw Astro Boy and a million people have done it, but they might not have done it in the way that you see it. So it's like, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's another thing where it's like, you got to keep reminding yourself, like, you know, nobody really can make what I make if you stay true to it and you put yourself into your work. So true. So true. Uh, Michael, let's talk about a little bit about your role at network, sure. man. Um, uh, yeah. What is your role at network essentially? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. I know it's sometimes it's hard for people to kind of understand what network is. And I was a little confused yeah. at first too, but um, yeah, my role is I'm, I'm a product designer. So I touch basically everything that has to do with product that could be, you know, mainly apparel. So mainly um, they have some proprietary brands like official bootleg is, is what I really am focused on. So it's their in-house brand that they're building out. Um, and I do all of the, the product design. So the t-shirts, the hoodies, the sweatpants, a whole, the whole line. Right. But then yeah. in yeah. addition to that, I also do the partnership products. So say a company comes to network and they're like, Hey, we want to make this furniture we want to make this chair you know mm. can you guys do that so i'll basically work with my team and we'll come up with the design for it send it back to them they'll send it back to us revision 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 you know how it goes uh, yeah exactly. and then yeah. <laughs> and then yeah so it, it's all things product um but mainly my focus has been official bootleg which has been super fun and and just a, a really cool creative outlet because we're kind of in this space right now where we're we're actually doing more of my hand style illustrations which has been like a super blessing um and we're doing like these little character mashups which has been really well received um so i'm kind of excited yeah. to see where it goes um so yeah but um you know shout out to my network team there it's, it's a bunch of superstars there honestly my team is crazy just the people that i work with are super inspiring and it's 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 a very uh, collective collaborative environment which is 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 really really nice so definitely in the app is that was super dope. I mean, I remember when I first, uh, I don't even know how I first got introduced to network. Obviously, I'm tapped in with sneakers and fashion and things like that. But, um, you know, when I saw that you got the role, I mean, I was like, damn, kudos to this man. Because, I mean, that's that's impressive. Like, they're, they've always impressed me. And it's super dope that they're also doing a lot more of the work that caters to what your style is. Sure. Too. I, didn't you Didn't you just post something? Today yeah about, like, yeah so today charlie brown is yeah yeah we did like this because it's like mario day um so we've been doing like these character mashups so we kind of did this um charlie brown super mario mashup so it was like yeah. taking mario putting charlie brown's head on him and then yoshi and putting snoopy's <laughs> head on him and we call him like yoshi uh it was pretty cool yeah and i'm i'm yeah, drawing all those cool. like i'm hand drawing all those so it, it's been super fun because yeah. again it's like going back to my influences like being able to make those in this bootleg ways it's really cool it is really cool and and how um how how did you how did you end up in that position yeah. how did you end up in the role at network because i feel like that's an interesting story and i feel like a lot of people are always curious like how do, how does how do i get a job maybe it's not network maybe it's uh i don't know another company yeah. but how do how do you get there you know what i mean yeah i mean to be completely honest, like my whole journey to get to where I'm at now has been like 
a 10 year process, like no lie, like none of this really happened overnight. And I know it's very easy for people to be like, damn, how can I get there? How can I get there? And for some people it does happen, you know, very quickly, but I was kind of like, I've worked towards this for, for sorry, I've worked towards this for like 10, 10 plus years. Um, and I had had other roles at, at other companies, um, which was more graphic design focused. Um, Mm-hmm. And we can get into like that whole story, like my whole journey on how I even got into the creative field. If, if, if you want to do that, because I do think it's a, I do think it's, it's helpful information for, for younger people, or even not younger people. Cause yeah. I actually got a late start in, in my career, in my creative career. Um, so yeah, whatever you want to do, if you want to go back and then get to network, or if you want to do network and go back, let me know. Let's go back. Let's start from the, from the beginning, yeah. man. How did you get involved into graphic design, creating and and as a professional. Yeah. Yeah. No. So like I said, you know, I'd always been, been into illustrating and into art and into design, you know, from a very, very early age. And, um, you know, all throughout high school, I I had worked on, on different art shows and I had done designs for my, my school, like the mascot and all that stuff. Um, worked for the school newspaper, you know, things that high school kids do. Um, and I was very like focused on going to art school, uh, ended up deciding, you know, from different influences here and there, like, oh, you're not going to make money off of it. It's not a, a viable career. Ended up not going. So I had applied to like only art schools. So at the end of the, you know, my high school career, I was like, okay, I don't have any school to go to. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> ended up just going to community college, just you know, so I can get courses in. Um, but I was working. I was just working, working, working. I had been I've been working since I was like 14 years old um, in, in the restaurant right. business just to make money. Just to make, um, and yeah, so I had been working, 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 and I kind of just got into that. I had been working in the restaurant business and like catering halls and stuff like that for a long time. I did like construction jobs. I mean, I did, you know, beer delivery. <laughs> I've done, I've done <laughs> anything and everything. I've, I've worked in schools. I've I did like um, tutoring and, and English as a second language. <laughs> I mean, I was just like hustling, just trying to figure it out. Um, but in the back of my mind, I had always really wanted to pursue a creative, a creative career. And I just didn't really know how to do it or what I should do. Um, and then funny enough, you know, I, I, I meet my girl, I meet my lady, we start dating, mm. you know, you're in those, those early phases and you're trying to be all romantic. So I'm, I'm drawing her pictures, I'm sketching her and like sending it to her and just trying to be like all suave about it. And she's like, um, you're kind of good at this like what's going on here i'm like no it's just a hobby it's not a big deal it's not a big deal she's like no like you need to pursue this um and that was like kind of the first time that someone had really been like yo you have to do this um Mm -hmm. and you know and shout out to my parents too of course like they were super supportive in, in kind of just letting me figure everything out on my own and not pushing me to be like you have to go to this school or you have to get this job um which i was very very fortunate to to be able to be put in that position um but right. one thing that they always would say was like, you need to make your own money. Like, we're not going to just give you money or support you. I mean, like I said, they were teachers, so they're not over here making, you know, millions of dollars, um, which is a big right. crime because, you know, shout out all the teachers. But um, <laughs> yeah, so fast forward, I'm with my lady. She's she's really pushing me to do this. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's too late. At this point, I'm probably like 25. So I'm at 25 at, at this point. Um I'm like, no, no way. Like it's over for me. Like I, I can't, I can't, I'm too old. Like it's not, it's not possible, which is ridiculous because <laughs> 25 is super young. Um, so young. 
I end up uh, enrolling in a design boot camp, kind of like a, um, it's called Shillington. It was, it's a school in the city, in New York City, that kind of compresses, it's like compresses your, your workload into basically a, a full work day. So it was Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., full days. Um, and the reason why I decided to do that route was because I already really knew how to do graphic design. I already knew how to illustrate. I already had all the technical skills. I had really self-taught myself. But I just wanted that mentorship. I wanted professionals. I wanted that real world experience so that when the time came, I would be able to handle working in a company or I would be able to have a portfolio. That was the main thing that really drove me to do it was they really helped you get your portfolio together. You were working on real briefs, working on um, real projects. And it was very, very hands-on, very collaborative. It it felt like you were working at a job. So um, that's what really, really shaped like my whole outlook on it. But even so, even doing that, I didn't know once I graduated if it was guaranteed, right? And I kind of, I kind right. of took a gamble on myself. Um, I had, you know, been working again at a restaurant, just waiting tables while I was doing that, just so I could have some sort of spending money and some sort of money to pay my bills and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I was just hustling after that. I was just sending out countless, countless resumes, countless, countless portfolio to just any and any corporation any job just to get my foot in the door which looking back i would say yes do that but also be a little more tailored in where you want to work because you might end up at a place where it's just you're not happy with the culture you're not happy with the work and you're going to get burnt out it's not going to help you um but i ended up getting a job at a flywheel it was it was a company called flywheel they were very similar to peloton they were doing like at home fitness bikes um, and I thought, cool. Yeah. Why not? You know, I'm into fitness, you know, why not? Let's do it. Um, and it was a very startup kind of environment. It was great though. I was able to, to really just learn everything about design. So I was working on the marketing team, learned everything about like marketing. We did a whole rebrand. I was able to learn all that kind of stuff. Um, so like, as you're hearing, this is very, very design focused. Everything was very graphic, like straight up graphic design, like emails, banners, all that kind of stuff, like branding, brand guidelines, all of that stuff, which was great. But again, I always had that itch, like I got to pursue illustrating, I have to pursue illustrating. Um, So through there, I actually, one of my coworkers had left and she went to go work for the NBA, right? And I'm like, oh my God, she's working at the NBA. This is like my dream come true. <laughs> like, no way. Like, Honestly. So I'm like, this is crazy. Like she said, I, I know somebody that works at the NBA. This is wild. So I'm just, you know, still working my job. She hits me up. She's like, hey, there's a there's a uh, designer role open. I'm like, stop playing with me. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And she's like, send me your portfolio, send me your resume. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like, I send all my stuff, like I spruce everything up, send it over. I don't hear anything back. And I'm like, yeah, this is what happens. Like people say there's things, but then you never get it. <sighs> so dude, like eight months pass by, I get an email saying, hey, this is so-and-so from the NBA. We're reaching out about the design position, wanting to know if you're still interested. Now, I thought it was fake. I thought it was somebody messing with me. So I kind of, I checked the person out on LinkedIn. And I'm like, okay, this is a legit person. I was in LA at the time because my friend was actually on MasterChef, which was kind of crazy. Shout out to Chef Stun. Uh, Uganda, you guys can look him up. He's a, he's a great chef. He was actually on MasterChef, which was, was really, really cool. But Wait, what was his Uta name? Anda, what was his name? Uta. Okay, okay. He was yeah, on okay. uh, MasterChef season 10. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I had flown out to LA to go see his, his taping. 
and they hit me up like, Hey, can you come in tomorrow for an interview? I'm like, Oh my God, I'm in LA. Like, how can I, what can I do here? So I'm like, Oh, I'm actually on vacation. Like, can I do it when I come back? They're like, sure. I go, I do the interview, super nervous, but kind of killed it. Cause I was just like, I know basketball. I know the NBA. I can do this. Like, I can get mm. my foot in the door. I end up getting the job. They called me literally like an hour later. I couldn't believe it. Um, and I was, I was working at the NBA as a designer, a brand designer for, uh, for about a year and a half, um, which was amazing experience. I mean, I'll never forget that experience because, you know, I was mixing my love of basketball with design. Um, and it kind of kicked off that my whole exploration of basketball with art, which mm -hmm. we can get into after, um, but yeah, so I was working as a brand designer there, which was just like an incredible learning experience. I was working with different brand partnerships, working with the Nike team, working with, you know, all, a whole bunch of different companies that work with the NBA because they're such a huge global brand. Um, insert the pandemic. They start making cuts because, you know, they weren't generating any business because the season stopped. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, like my whole entire team got let go. Uh, and wow. I was just like, damn, all right, I lost my dream job. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> but all right, like, you know, I, I it, it was a weird moment because of everything that was going on in the world. I really couldn't complain just because I was safe. I had my health. My family had their health. So many people were losing jobs. So many people were unemployed. And, you know, I was in a good position where I was able to, you know, had some money saved up where I, I had this time to kind of just explore what my next move would be, which I know is super privileged and it's such a blessing and, and that was never lost on me how much of a blessing it was. So I kind of just, right. I kind of just, um, I never really got like down about it. I kind of just had my head down. I was like, yo, I need to just, I need to keep hustling. I need to kind of figure out what to do. Um, mm -hmm. So I just been freelancing. I had just been freelancing here and there, just working with, with different people, different companies as a designer. Cause that was just kind of like my bread and butter way to make money. Um, but it, during that time, I was also just putting out more illustrations, just diving more into illustration because, you know, we were allotted all this time to just, you yeah. know, explore more things creatively. And so many things were birthed out of that. Um, and I was at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm ready to get back into like a real, a, a role. I want to kind of be more niche with it. So back, I went to, you know, setting out the portfolio, hitting people up and I'm just like, I'm thinking like, there's no way I'm not going to get a job, man. I, I have the MBA on my, on my, on my resume. Exactly. I MBA work. Like no one's going to say no to me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. You, you would think, <laughs> but it's, the job hunt is crazy. So um, yeah, I had been talking to different companies, but again, it was just like, do I really want to work at these places and just keep doing the same thing? Um, and mm -hmm. I had been on IG just scrolling around and, this guy, Ian, who had been, you know, just showing genuine love in the same way that you do and same way so many people do on, on Instagram. It's like, hey, man, love your work. Hey, this is a dope illustration, fire, whatever. And he had been doing that for a while. And I go on his page and I look and it says that he works at Network. And I'm like, oh, dope. I'm like, Network, cool. And I had seen that Network was, was hiring. They were trying to look for a designer. And I never do this, hand to God, I never hit people up like, Hey man, I'm looking for a new role. Like for some reason, I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna hit this guy up. I'm just gonna ask him. So I actually hit him up through through IG and I was like, hey man, like I never do this, but I'm actually currently looking for a new role. I just wanted to know if you guys were hiring. Um and he was man. like super receptive. He's like, dude, like I have sh shown my my VP your work, like, yeah, like let's get something set up. Um, but it wasn't like 
overnight like that. I, I freelanced for them for a little while, doing work with them, kind of to feel things out. We were going back and forth for about a month or two. And then eventually they gave me the offer. And yeah, so now I'm here and it's been great. So I guess my like the biggest takeaway from that super long story, the compressed version of that would be keep working hard. Don't lose sight of your dream. Even if it feels like, you know, there's no way I can do this, whether you're working, you know, an odd job or working in retail or working in a restaurant or working construction or really working any type of job, like A, there's no shame in it. There's literally no shame in it. I've always had the mindset of like, no job is beneath me. I come from a working family, literally working, mm -hmm. working men and women are the backbone of this country. So it's like, that's, that's nothing to be ashamed of. But yeah. if you are fortunate enough, because it is, it is a privilege and it is a blessing to be able to work in a creative field because so many people are creative. They just never get that opportunity for whatever circumstances mm. they're in. Um, if you do get the opportunity, just take it, take chances, reach out to people and just like be a good person. Kind of just, you know, be humble. Don't, don't be super cocky about it. Don't be pretentious about it. Just, Definitely. you know, yeah. So that would be my takeaway. Definitely. I love that story. Those are the best kind of stories too. Like the, the story that, you know, you, you didn't even start out initially, you know, when you graduated high school, you didn't even realize that this could be something for you. And it becomes like the thing that you love to for do. Sure. Like that's like, that's what that excites for me. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it gives me like goosebumps a little bit. Cause it's like <laughs> anything's possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like anything is truly possible. I think there's a lot of things that we can unpack there for a second. For sure. So, um, one of the things you just talked about how you DM'd, uh, one of your supporters, mm -hmm. I've been telling everybody on this podcast, it goes down in the DM, man. <laughs> DM conversations can lead to more yeah. than what you, um, what you, you know, can expect. I mean, that's how we got here. So um, you and I. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, prime example is right here, folks. I mean, literally everything I do is in the DMs, yeah. honestly. I mean, it, it really is. Um, I, I would be, I feel like I'd get slandered if I didn't ask you a little bit. For sure. How was it working at the NBA because I mean that's incredible I mean that's that's awesome yeah, yeah. I, it's uh it's confidential man I can't talk about that Adam Silver will come for me bro <laughs> he's gonna come for me he's gonna send the goons <laughs> you gonna send Zion on you boy no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, uh it was honestly it was it was like I said it was it was um it's something I'll never forget it's 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 an amazing amazing place to work and it's also a lot different than I thought it would be you know like in you know i was like a kid in the candy shop thinking i would walk into this building that had just like basketball courts everywhere and people are just like playing basketball but like you know that's not that's not the case it's a global it's a global corporation and it's you know on par yeah. with apple and disney and it's 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 a machine it's a machine it could be very very overwhelming it, it could be very Definitely. very be like wow like i'm working for this this company that influences so many people around the world, you know, not just domestically, but overseas. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, to me, it was like the biggest learning experience. I learned so, so much. I, I just on a brand side of things, like how brands really, really work and just what really goes into just these little minute things that, you know, us as a consumer, like consumer facing products or consumer facing content, we see it and it could be a, a, a one minute IG post and that thing has yeah. been going through the ringer for months. And it's just, it's, it's really, really insightful and really eye opening just to see what goes into that. And, you know, I, it's not something that I probably would have wanted to do forever just because it was a little too corporate for my liking, but right. 
because that's that's the thing when you work for a big company like that you sometimes lose your creative freedom just because they have mm. such strict brand guidelines you have to kind of just stay yeah. in that box um but again yeah, very rigid you also are met with that challenge so you have to creatively kind of come up with these new ways to to work creatively within a box which is 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 how you kind of promote growth and stuff like that um but yeah i made yeah. i made so many connections met so many great people and again it's something that i mean i'm pretty sure i still i have like a little little my little name tag is still right over here so yeah i see yeah. it i see it uh, that's awesome yeah, man for sure that's so cool and i you totally right i totally didn't even think about it. i mean when i you know when anyone watches basketball or any professional league you know you're just presented with product but there's so much that goes into every decision and you know while you know as a fan you're a lot of times focused on the athletes yeah. right um the the people who you know make things entertaining uh, advertisements you know the every every team has their own logo and they change their logo like every two years now it seems yeah. like uh, jer- jersey design and um just stadium design and you know there's so much that goes into it that makes it a product um i just got reminded that's it it's a dream it's a dream kind of of company i can i can only imagine to to be a part of for sure um i lost my train of thought where are we where are we going um let's talk a little bit about um you know your uh no, maybe maybe some people you're also a fan of. Sure. Or do you have anybody, you know, else that you know you look at, you know, that you can re- specifically say, yeah, that person, they they they're a dope artist. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you went to, you know, when you went to school or when you were designing with other people in your class, you thought they were cool. Mm-hmm. But like, is there anybody maybe like you're a fan of? You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of just like older artists. To be honest, like I kind of just like yeah. It's like a lot of my influences are like the people that I'm like super, super fans of. But I mean, yeah, the, the people I work with right now, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of like one of the dudes I work with, his name is uh, Wesley So. Uh, he's like insane, insane designer. Uh, he was he worked at Urban Outfitters and he was like he's insane, like with type design and, and everything that he does, like mm. with his textures and just his manipulation and just just his creative eye and his mind is like insane. Absolutely. Absolutely wild. Um, but other than like, you know, my friends or people that I know are like, honestly, my dad and like my grandma and like my girl, she's like super, super creative and she's, she's super inspirational. And that, that's just like another blessing in itself. If you have a, you know, significant other who's, who's also creative and, and, and in that world, um, you kind of just push each other. Um, Mm. but yeah, like some of my biggest influences in terms of like my work and like what you can kind of like see through my work would be, like I said, like Charles Schultz, Charles, I can never say his last name, Charles Schultz. (laughs) Uh, So obviously peanuts, Charlie Brown, uh, Bill Watterson. So he did a Calvin and Hobbes. So he's a big, big, big influence for me again. Um, anime manga. So like Asuma Tezuka, uh, who created Astro Boy. That's my a guy right there, uh, Saul Steinberg. You know, if 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 anybody's listening, you guys can look these guys up. Saul Steinberg, incredible. He did a lot of stuff for like the New Yorker back in the day. He has like a super mm-hmm. super nice like line style, which is just like insane. Uh, and then obviously Akira Toriyama, Dragon Ball Z yep. fame, and then um, yeah, just you know Miyazaki from like Studio Ghibli and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, those are just my biggest influences, honestly. Definitely. I, lo- I 
I love it, man, because uh, each person can have their own influences, too. Like, you know, are, are there some crossover? Because I like some of the same things yeah. as you. But, like, if you're listening right now, like, you know, there's probably endless. There's endless amount of artists. Like, Michael, honestly, Michael James is one of my inspirations. Oh my I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie to you guys because, you know, he, he does some really dope stuff. So um, we're, we're kind of coming to the, the close of the podcast, man. Um, there's two questions I want to ask you before we kind of sure. ask about your so- your social medias and whatnot. Um, the first one is about your your process, because mm-hmm. um, I, I find this really interesting, and this is a kind of almost like a selfish question because I really want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, what is your process when you when you're you know given a task or given a project that you're you're gonna create or start creating? You know, how do you go about, you know, those first couple steps and the steps afterwards and when you need to create a, an illustration or a graphic or, or, you know, whatever? Yeah. So step number one, I put on some old school R&B, set the mood. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? You think I'm kidding? That is my work music. I got my headphones in. I'm listening. I'm listening to New Edition. I'm listening to Boy Men. Okay. And then I'm going. Okay. And then I'm going into the early 2000s. I'm doing Tyrese. You know, I'm I'm doing Mario. I'm doing Omarion, Bobby Valentino. That's where I'm at. So, Yo, this is my dude right here. That's my favorite I'm, guy. <laughs> we're going back to the bars. I'm listening to the bars. I'm 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 just trust me. That's where I'm at. Um, no, but in in all seriousness. Um, it really depends. It depends on kind of like the task of the brief, you know, if it's, if it's work related, it's, it's a little more streamlined. It's, it's, it's very, very like protocol. Um, I'm getting my brief. I, I know I have my deadline kind of mapping myself out. I'm very, very, very adamant on like pen to paper. I, I know there's like a million produ- productivity apps and there's, you know, you can use it on your computer, use it on your phone, but like I just have my notebook, I have my pen, write down mm-hmm. what I need to do, kind of just have a checklist um usually i try to like get things in a good place the night before just so i already know the next day like okay i gotta do this because i like to kind of have my mornings to kind of get right and like set my set my my tone um but yes so if if it's for work it's it's a little more streamlined because i'll have my brief i'll know what i'll have to do Uh, again i'll just be working on the deadline so i'll try to be as organized as possible um and like the number one thing is like not harping on it being absolutely perfect. If you have a deadline, your client or someone would rather see something than see nothing. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, I, and I've, I've learned that many, many times I've, you know, had clients that were upset because I'm like, Oh, I got to push it. And they're like, I just want to see something. And it's, and in my head, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not perfect. I don't want to share it yet, but I would say don't get caught up in it because what you might think is not perfect. A lot of people probably won't even notice. Um, and again, once they give you revisions, you, you can just, you can just, fix it um but if it's for my own personal work man it comes in waves to be honest it and 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 i think when you get that wave of of creativity or the inspiration a lot of times it it comes from things outside of you know looking at art or looking at illustrations it'll it'll come from you know after i come back from a walk or a hike or or if i'm driving in the car and i'll get an idea or honestly I know everyone says this, but best ideas come in the shower. You're just like with yourself and you're just like, damn, I got this idea. And like something that I don't do enough, but I would like to start doing more is just like jotting down that idea right away. Cause once you get that idea, you've got to just like hit the ground running and do it because when those waves of creativity come, they come, but they also go at least for me. Mm -hmm. And when they go and you try Mm -hmm. to force it, 
it can go one or two ways. You can break that creative block just by like repetition, but it can also just get you down and you'll get like imposter syndrome and be like, yo, I'm just not good at this. What happened? Like, I can't make something better than the last thing I made. Um, yeah. But when it comes to my my personal work, I really just like to put on some music that inspires me, some good music. If it's not R&B, it's, it's some jazz music. It's just like some like easy listening stuff. Um, and then I usually like to put a little incense or a little candle. I, I do. I, so I'm smart. very, very, very adamant about like environment and just like where you're yeah. at can very, very much influence what you make. Um, so, yeah. And then I'll just sit down. I'll usually have an idea whether it be from a movie I watched or a song I was listening to or something that I had seen, or, you know, it could even be something from years ago from like a conversation I have with my friends or something. I'm like, Oh, let me try to like do something with that. Um, or it could be mm -hmm. a cultural relevant thing. So like if it's all-star weekend, I'll be like, Oh, I kind of want to make some little doodle illustration about all-star weekend. And yeah, I'll just, I'll just look at like, I have a bunch of archived photos and, and inspiration picks like a mood board, if you want to say, um, which I don't really, I don't really keep it on IG. I kind of like a lot of times like want to keep it to myself just because it's like, you know, I don't want to give people the sauce. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, I'll just kind of look at that stuff and just have a mishmash of things that I want to make it look like. And my stuff is very inspired by other things. And, and yeah, they're like my original ideas, but I also know that they're inspired by everything around me. Um, and then I'll just get to it. Usually I'll, I'll sketch it first on paper. Um, once I get it into like a pretty decent spot, I'll bring it, you know, I'll scan it onto my iPad. I'll, I'll use Procreate mm -hmm. a lot. I really have grown to love Procreate. Um, at first it was a little learning curve for me just cause like the feel was a little different, but I got this really cool um, like skin to put over my iPad that makes it feel like, like drawing. Like it feels like pen to paper. I know yeah. exactly the one. So I'll bring it into there. I'll, I'll retrace it. And then usually I'll color it on there if I do a color illustration. If not, I, I really do like black and white. Experiment with color here and there if, if it calls for it. And then I'll just bring it into Photoshop. I'll, you know, cue it up in, in the dimensions. And that's it. It'll, off it'll go. Uh, if it's for print, you Definitely. know, I'll, I'll make sure it's print ready. But most of the time, you know, a lot of this stuff people don't even really see because it's just me doing it for myself. Um, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with like IG. I put stuff up sometimes. I don't other times. And I probably should be more consistent, but I'm not. Because, you know, my illustrations are very, very personal to me. They they just remind me of my childhood. So it's, it's it's like sending your little babies out there. So yeah, It really is. Yeah. It really is. I had a hard time the same thing. That's why I kind of stick with the fashion mm -hmm. stuff. Because um, it's not as personable, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? When I draw, it's more like, you know, I love this. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like, <laughs> I put a lot of hours into it. Now you should it. put them um, out, man. I've, I've seen I've seen the videos you put out. You got you to gotta start sharing more. <laughs> I know. I got to find a way to integrate it into, you know, my account. Yeah, sure. um, but one of the things one of the things that you said I loved is uh, mood setting. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I use essential oils yeah. and diffusers, but I want to get into um, – incense because i feel like incense are even just more like i've been around i've been in people's apartments and houses that have incense and i love the smell yeah, of those yeah. um what what do you what kind of incense do you burn uh right now i have like this incense from noah so the you know the brand noah like oh, noah, oh, yeah, yeah they have this like yeah. really really nice i think it's um what is it i think it's what's the scent 
it's lotus so it's like lotus plant it's it's really really oh. nice it smells really good but um other than that honestly my my girl gets all like the best incense there's this there's this yes. um there's a store in la that we had gotten incense from which was really really nice um but i usually stick with like either like flower scents so if it's like lotus or it's like lavender or go mm-hmm. down like the kind of like patchouli kind of cedar type of stuff but yeah yeah i, I like uh i like incense more than candles hey I, I feel like it's it's better for like the air <laughs> and yeah, sometimes sometimes candles unless it's like a really like you know natural candle some some candles have like chemicals in them I don't, i'm not really about that um yeah yeah but um yeah i think i think incense is nice it's also just like a little meditative you know you got the smoke going and it's just nice mm-hmm. to set the mood so yeah definitely definitely man um and I thank you for going through the process. Sure. Really insightful, and um, uh, you know, one of the one of the better episodes I feel like we've had. So I really appreciate thanks, you. Thanks. Um, one of the last questions I want to ask you, and you've touched on this before, mm-hmm. but I kind of just want to capstone the podcast. And, and and that question is, you know, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who wants to be uh, in the creative, wants to be a creative, have a oh my gosh, wants to. <laughs> How do I say it? You know, have a career as a creative. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Has a career yeah, of, as a career. Sure. I would. So I would say, uh, just get your foot in the door. Um, find find something that you know will get you working, and that will get you in the door. And then from there, pursue what it is you really want to do. So, as long as they you have people's attention, as long as you're making connections you'll eventually be able to do what you want to do. Um, don't get discouraged if you're not doing or making exactly what you want to make for monetary gain right away. Cause it's not always the end goal. It's, it's honestly not even always the goal. Um, but yeah, you know, also you can, another word of advice, like you can find creativity in like any field that you're in, honestly, you know, you don't Surely. necessarily have to be an artist or an illustrator. You, you can find creativity in, in, in anything in everyday things, you know, art is everywhere. And there's so many, so many careers and, and, and work paths that are creative. And there's, you know, if you're a mechanic, you're creative. If you're a chef, you're creative. If, you know, mm-hmm. if you're a gardener, you're creative. I mean, it's, it's, there's beautiful, beautiful, creativity in, in everyday life so um but yeah if it's if it's specifically working in a creative career i would say a just you know really really work hard really do it really pursue what you want and kind of narrow it down so i know it's very easy to to see this landscape and be like oh my god i could be a designer i could be an illustrator i could be a creative director i could be a photographer i could be a coder i can be so many things i can work in fashion i can mm-hmm. work with garments it gets overwhelming but understand that like just because you're doing one as a profession doesn't mean you have to let go of all the other ones. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love it, man. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for having me for, yeah, man. And where can people find out, you know, more about you, social medias and things like that. Yeah, It's pretty easy. It's just Michael James. Just look look me up. It's really just Instagram. I don't really use uh, any other platform. So, yeah. Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, thank you for being on. Thank you for agreeing. Like I said, one of the better episodes and one of the better podcast guests. Um, just a pleasure having yeah, you for sure real. man let's uh let's keep it going i'm gonna talk to you obviously after this so for sure. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of the beyond the garment podcast we hope you gain some value from it wherever you are in the world have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you next time